on behalf of Rebuilding Your Life Radio and the Train Your Brain, Claim Your Power Calls, welcome. I'm your host, Susan Shereko. David Crossup joins us today from Arizona. He's the author of Transcribed Rhymes. The man behind the poems is filled with ideas, and, and I believe that you'll enjoy hearing from him. So please wave your hands to welcome David Cressup. Hello, David. Welcome. Hello, and thank you for calling. <laughs> it is my pleasure. Well, David, I'm really curious about the title of your book. Why are these called Transcribed Rhymes? Well, they're called Transcribed Rhymes because, in truth, I don't write them. I transcribe them. It's like taking dictation. If I have a thought, a concern, an experience, or some challenge that happens in my life, um, I'll get a poem that helps me and guides me through and tells me how I should respond, how I should act, and I simply write it down. It takes me three minutes to five minutes to write down a poem. It takes me an hour to organize and put it on the computer. It's basically like taking dictation. Wow. Well, that, that sensation of receiving so many poems is pretty impressive. I, I don't know a lot of people who have that. However, another ability you have is also very intriguing. You say that if you think of a material object, it shows up in your life within days. Uh, can you shed a little information or insight into on that statement? Well, yes. Uh, as a matter of fact, and I have a number of poems regarding it, 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 what I have discovered is that frequency is the foundation of life on earth. Um, if you're a religious person, then you know in the Bible that's how uh, Christ or how God created the earth. We told him we wanted a body, he, and he said, okay, and he spoke, and the earth was created. Uh, the elements obeyed, and the earth was created. Okay, so that's frequency. And because of my experience, uh, I have learned that if I have a thought or concern or an idea or something is bothering me, or if I need a, a tool or whatever, I get a poem. Now, if if it's an object that is, uh, for example, my wife was scratching my back one night, and I after she finished, I said, oh, honey, that felt so good. I need to get myself a back scratcher. Well, the very next day, uh, I was doing in another activity, and I walked up to a house, and in a bunch of stuff that they didn't want was sticking a back, a back scratcher. So I got my back scratcher. Uh, and I don't have enough fingers and toes to enumerate all of them because it's uh, it's amazing. Uh, and um, so I learned I have to be careful because they show up. And wow. we all we all have that ability if we listen. Well, that's a key point. I, mean, I think you, you said that is one of your gifts, actually, is that you receive messages to do things. And you're supposed right. to pay attention to those things. What happens if you don't? Well, if you don't, I actually have a poem about that. Uh, I had an experience, <laughs> um, and I have a, a writing that I did about that, because I had an experience where my wife called me at work, and she said, uh, honey, can you come home? Because the dog got out, and I need your help and to find him because you know, it was the dog. And, and so I went to my boss, and he said, sure, go home. So I was driving home. And as I was going down the highway, I thought, okay, I'm going to turn on 44th Street to go to my house and through the neighborhood, I'll find the dog. And and then I and I kept going. And then a voice came to me again. That thought came 
said, don't take on that street, take 48th Street. And so I said, no, I already decided I'm going to take 44th Street. So I went and going down the road. And as I approached 44th Street, the voice came very firmly, do not take 44th Street. So I said, no, I've already decided I'm going. I'm going 44th Street because they're going to take me through the neighborhood and help me find the dog. So I went. I crossed over the road, approached and going into the next road. And all of a sudden I got distracted by something going on on the side of the road. And blam, I ran into the car in front of me. And I thought, oh, dear. And I thought, well, okay, I should have taken the other road, but I didn't listen. And that's the way we are. Darn it. We listened. We were told we should have done something, but we didn't. Damn, I should have listened. And I got out of my car to go and and uh, tell the person, look, no problem. I got insurance and so on. And who should get out of the car but a friend of mine from church. And he, and I told him, oh, I'm so sorry. I was told to go down a different road, and I didn't. I came here instead. And he says, don't worry about it, because this morning I was told to bring my old truck. <laughs> and so he didn't. And he had, listened. <laughs> he well, he yeah, like me, he didn't listen and paid attention. Oh, he, he didn't. His, oh. No, he he didn't listen. He got his family car wrecked. Oh. And, and uh, oh. so, and that's the thing. You see, if you don't listen, you think, oh damn, I should have listened. Well, that was <laughs> the situation there. Yeah. Yeah. But he yeah. said, don't worry because I should have listened and I didn't, and so this happened and my car and so on. And and I've thought about that for years. Why don't, you know, does this happen? Why do we say, oh, and I realize that we don't, if we don't listen and something happens, we think, darn, it should have. But if it does happen, nothing does happen, we listen and nothing happens. We think, oh, well, that wasn't important. I shouldn't have bothered with that. Right. So, you know, right. and so we get, we get conditioned to not listen. Right. I actually, You're probably right. But tell me something. That, uh, people who hear voices, is it really a voice or is it a thought or just what is the sensation that you experience? It can be both. It can be both. It just, okay. it just depends. I've had, I've had voices. I've had thoughts. Uh, I remember one time when I was uh, dating a young lady and, and uh, I was getting old. I had, you know, probably should have been married by then according to my culture. And uh, I, I really liked that person. And, and, I, and I thought to myself, well, and I, I said a prayer. You know, I need to, is this the woman that I need to associate with and, and get married to? And a voice came so loud, I woke up or uh, alerted, turned around to see who was talking to me, who's in my room, because that voice was so loud. It was there. But mm. but oftentimes, and I do get voices. And another example, um, my wife and I were driving home from uh, travel. We were coming down the highway. It was getting late, and I said, Okay, let's just pull down and camp out down here in this area, and and uh, then we'll go on in the morning. She's okay, so we pulled down and we said, you know, put the kids down, everything's ready. I went to bed and, and as I got in the, in the tent and got in my sleeping bag, uh, I was there about thirty seconds, and a voice came to me and said, "You need to leave." And I said, "No." I thought in my head, "No, I'm not going to leave. We're just settling. Everything's fine." And I turned over to go back to sleep, and the voice came back and said, "You need to leave." And so I said, okay. Um, by then, I had learned to listen a little better. And I turned to my wife and said, honey, I'm being told we need to leave. And she looked at me. She said, oh, okay. That blew my socks off. I couldn't believe that response. And so mm -hmm. we put everything in the car and got up there and drove up. As we approached the highway, I noticed there was a storm 
to the north. And I said, look, there's a storm going on up there with lightning strikes and clouds and so on. And we turned to go down the highway. And we didn't go more than 50 yards. And on the side of the road was this huge sign that said, caution, flash flood area. Mm-hmm. So we learned why we needed to leave. And that it's area, one of those, wow. you know, so that has pointed out to me, listen, and you pay attention and things happen uh, or don't happen. And if you, you know, if you listen and, and do what it says, then you end up successful. Things are, things are good. And then you realize but the hard part is the part that learning that you don't yes. listen. <laughs> right. Well, we and and being obedient. I mean, we may hear it, but are we obedient right. to that point? Exactly. Do we, do, exactly. we give it credence? You know, that's yep. I think the hardest part for most people because we're so independent. We know so much. Oh sure. Right. <laughs> so, or at least we think we know. We so think much. we know, right? We don't know what we don't know. So yeah, really. Tell me with with these kind of messages and experiences and the and the gift of poems the way they're they're tra- you know given to you to transcribe do you feel that you have a definite purpose in life well yeah i do and and uh it, it falls in line with other things and one of them is is i need to help a lot of the poems that i get uh are stated in the poems that i they need to be shared because and, and people a lot of people i've talked to who have read my poems they really appreciate it because in many cases, the statement and the lesson in the poem fits into their life and helps to guide them in their experience. And in fact, one of the poems that I received not long ago uh, is titled um, Being Taught, because that's what I am. I'm being taught, and I'm sharing the lessons so that other people can listen. In fact, my daughter told me that if I didn't publish my work before I died. She'd do it after I died because my poems make her think. And that's good. Mm, that is good. That's very good. So I know you've written hundreds of poems at this point, but is this your career? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it certainly is a lot of fun. I had one come to me yesterday. That it's called uh, Free Learning, which is free that we're free to, free to learn if we bother to do it. And because there's, you know, I I live in the world, the more you learn, the more you learn, you don't know. And there is so much out there that is valuable to help us if we pay attention and, and go or we'll, the information we need will be brought to our attention and brought to us and given to us. The biggest problem we have is being the mind of man. You know, we don't, yeah, well, that other guy, he knows more than I do. He's smart. I'll do what he says instead of doing what we may be taught to do or shown. Mm. And it will come in a talk. It comes on a TV program, comes in a book, comes in all of the, all sorts of sources. In fact, I had a, a poem there that came to me because I have a, an acquaintance. If any time I ever give him any information to tell him something, he looks at me very sternly and says, what's your source? And, mm. uh, and I'm not comfortable telling him and saying, God, But you know, I just hey, I get these poems and and I get this guidance, and uh, it's useful. And we all have that ability if we listen. And he, how does he react? I'm sorry. How does he react? 
Oh, he well, he's that's the way he is. He, he still has that's to have his soldiers. Right. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. you know. I mean, that's the way people think they know more. They so they think they, you know, they're going to tell us what to do, and we they want us to do what they say and so on. But if we don't do what they say, then they get upset, and that's what we're seeing in our culture today. Oh yes, a lot of upset along that line. Um, question now, you. You have been writing these poems. They've never stopped. They've gone, there are hundreds of them. And But it's not your work. What is your work in the world, or what has it been up until now? Well, uh, <laughs> I'm old. So I've gone through, I spent, at one time, I spent 30 years traveling around the United States training doctors and nurses in specialized medical procedures as a consultant or salesman, as it were, but I treated it more uh, as a teacher to help people understand. And um, there again, I learned to listen, and uh, I find that if I would be, might be driving down the road and a voice will come to me and say, hey, go in that building, I'll go in that building and find, yep, there's someone I needed to talk to. Um, but then after that, um, I uh, um, <clears throat> uh, was taking a class in, in uh, sailing, and uh, it was really enjoyable, and, and we had the opportunity to go out to California and, and learn to sail on the ocean instead of here in Arizona. And so I went, and the instructor out there uh, taught massage in the morning and sailing in the afternoon when the winds were up. And I thought, well, that's, 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 that's really good. I mean, that would be a perfect world. You know, you're helping people, and you're going and enjoying life. So I came home and looked up. A massage school to go and and one of the instructors was a professional uh, myopractor as they call him and uh, he taught the class and, and uh, uh, he liked me my understanding of medicine and so on and so uh, wanted me to ask if I wanted to join that and so I said sure so I joined into the myopractic program and so my two overlapped for 10 years, and, and now I am I also a certified uh, myopractor, and people come to see me, and we, it's what used to be called a human body mechanic, and so I correct the mechanics, and then they go on about their way. That's interesting. I, I have to say, I had, you know, I've heard of chiropractic work. What is different from myopractor to chiropractor? Well, the, from what I understand, and I'm don't want to get myself into trouble. I'm not a doctor. We're not doctors. Um, in fact, uh, we are able to do what we do because it's, you know, we're being helpful. Uh, it is not massage. So uh, I was criticized by that in another state and, and so on. But uh, no, in, in chiropractic, there's a difference in philosophy. The chiropractor's view is nerve conduction through the spine. So everything would go there. And in our world, we, it's Cairo is bone, you know, uh, practice manipulation. And ours, we're called myo practice because of the you know, human body mechanics. We need to have a better name. So like a myo. So we deal with muscles and as well as, and we work with the structures to put the structures where they belong and let the muscles do what they job, their job is. And, and then they, get helped. And and so then I went to school for, for three years and took the tests and now I are one. And for 10 years, they overlapped and, and I've continued and I will probably do this until I die because people come to see me from all over and, and uh, 
they come in with pain and discomfort and they walk out happy. How long does it take? I mean, is this something that is it one and done, or do they have to come back a few times? Uh, well, there again, uh, with other worlds, you have to come back and back and back. I see people once, sometimes twice, uh, but usually then I won't see them again for weeks or months or even years. In fact, the longest gap between visits with one particular fellow was 13 years. He did all well, and then he wanted to come back. I have a client who flies to see me from back east every year, takes his vacation here, and I put him back together, and he goes back home because people back there can't do the things that he needs to get done. Uh, people here um, that come to see me are, are in, in California and Utah and areas around. They come down to see me because I can help them. And, and I, like I say, I see him once or twice. And I tell people, this is not, I don't want you coming back all the time because I show people what they can do for themselves. I tell them, it's, it's not because I don't love you. It's because I'm so darn lazy. I don't want to work on you <laughs> the second time. But, but in most I cases, appreciate that concept. <laughs> yeah. Well, in most cases, uh, you know, I see them, they'll call me when they need. And, and mm-hmm. uh, in fact, I had a lady who uh, uh, came in this last week and I saw her see her twice but now she brings her family and her family comes from out of state because because of what their brothers and sisters are telling them so they they want to come see that guy (laughs) guy. yeah so i help them and and so on but i'm not a doctor i don't pretend to be one Um, but i have become knowledgeable in alternative medicine you know technologies and so on and things that help us and and, but it's standard information that anybody can gain and learn and and don't need to be required to you know to 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 show their possibilities so. well you know it's when we first met over the phone um, you know a week or so ago uh we we had an interesting conversation about these alternative um they're not necessarily supplements it could be as simple as a particular choice of fruit that could be beneficial to somebody. Oh, and yeah. m- most people don't know where right. there's a, you know, a relationship between fruit and whatever's wrong with us. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that when you understand when God created the earth, he created the earth to, so that mankind could come and live and we chose to come. And uh, he, if you consider and look into things, you see that, the earth is actually patterned after the body. Um, the example I use is, is, or one of the things I explain, it's very apparent that the river system on earth is very similar to our vascular system. In fact, if you look at the cardiovascular system of the human heart, you know, from electron, from taking an x-ray, and then you compare that with the Amazon basin, you can't hardly tell a difference. They're amazing. Now, also understand that every fruit on earth or every plant on earth has a frequency and so uh, that's just the way they are because like I mentioned earlier frequency is the foundation of life on earth every plant has a frequency every organ in the body has a frequency some of the plants the frequencies line up with the organs of the body and this all you can find all this online I mean it's there uh, readily available where it becomes interesting to me is that the fruit of the plants 
that look like the organ they help look like the organ they help. And there's male and female. Uh, so there's female foods that are good for females. There's male foods that are good, fruit that are good for men, or better, I should say. And um, and the fruit looks like the organ they help. So you know, a good example is is a coconut. What's a coconut? It's a hard round shell. There's a dura matter lining the shell, and the, and the coconut's full of water. Well, where's the brain? The brain sits in a hard round shell. There's a dura matter lining the brain, and the brain is 95% water. They've been using coconut to reverse Alzheimer's for years, and it's successfully done. And there's, it goes on. I mean, but you can look it up online. That's wild. It's, that it's is absolutely wild, like, given how, you know, how frustrating that, you know, it's it's a long, slow process of debilitation, and oh, yeah. they, and yet they've known this for years. They just don't use it because it's alternative. Yeah. Well, it's not. It's not just that. It's they don't use it because they can't make any money off of it. Ah, and, okay. and when you mm-hmm. when you consider that the pharmaceutical industry was started in, in the 1900s, and and uh, and but realize that the United States is the only country that holds that really hangs its head onto the pharmaceutical industry. All other countries use herbs, food, and lifestyle changes, not pharmaceuticals. And and uh, there's a lot of stuff that are out there that tell us what we need to do and how we should do it. and But there are natural ways of doing it. I mean, you have to consider in the Bible, they lived for 900 years. Uh, why? They didn't have pharmaceutical industry then, but they did have food and they depended on proper uh, information. And, and so my understanding is, is, is such that it's clarifying as to what and why and how we are where we are because you know, there was a plan to, to create problems, and, and some problems were created. And so we uh, have to deal with that today. We do. So I know it's um, – we in my transformational training, you've mentioned frequencies already, and we certainly deal with that in terms of you know, you're coming you, – you, you have a problem of some sort, and you're at – that level of frequency that matches up with the problem. And if you're looking for a solution, the solution is at a higher frequency than where you are at the moment. And so it becomes your job to raise your frequency in order to match what you want to be. Um, We do it with words. We do it with affirmations. We do it with positive thinking and, and, you know, disciplining the mind, but you're adding in another layer, which is do it with food. That's at a, at the right, vibrational level or frequency level. Yeah. Um, I think you also do it with something you call royal rife. Oh, <laughs> the, the rife machine. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, and there's there's new stuff coming out. Yeah, royal rife had a, a knowledge about frequency, and he put together a, a program where he knew every organ in the body had a frequency, and he discovered all these different frequencies, and he actually put out a uh, a books and, and made his machine that if you were in the room where these frequencies were presented, then the organ that they were governing would help. And they are now coming out with med beds and, and other uh, different types of frequency devices that uh, work very well to help the body uh, respond in, the, in an appropriate manner. 
But the thing that you need to realize is that, like Heavenly Father, we have the capacity to uh, apply frequencies as we need uh, and, and do it ourselves. Um, you know, it's in our in my religious background. There's a little homily that says, "As man is, God once was, and as God is, man may become." So being on Earth is actually a training ground for a future life and a future world. And um, we just need to learn and apply the things that that are here for us to learn and apply and, and realize, and you know that we have we have our minds controlled, and and that's one of the things that is so amazing to me is <laughs> that if I have a need or a desire, if it's an object, it shows up because I stated that I wanted it or thought that I wanted it, and and it was a need, and so it was brought into my life. You have such expertise in these areas. I mean, you're very comfortable with it. You have a lot to share. Um, are you available to do presentations? And what would you talk about if you did one? <laughs> well, I have a problem in that I talk too much. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I have no problems. If people have questions, I'm very, very able to respond to questions that but because I am an unknown person, uh, I am not, you know, uh, well, people think I'm crazy. But that's okay because I am very comfortable with what I learn and I am very much available uh, for new things to learn. And I really enjoy learning. And uh, if people have questions and so on, I'm very happy to share the information that I have. and, and uh, because it helps us. It helps sure. everyone. You and, know, I have a feeling, you know, you have, you have a, a, a quality of expertise that people may not be aware of up until now, but you have a great deal to offer. I think as people discover you and your poems, that you will, <laughs> you will find more people are interested in hearing what you have to talk about. Yeah, well, that could be. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, uh, we all have the ability to learn and and achieve our goals. Uh, there was a lady who spoke the other day at, at a church meeting and, and she feels very strongly that she'd been impressed to write her journal of what's going on in her life. And, and that's the way it is. In my case, there's a story behind every single poem that I've written and I have now, as of yesterday, over 580 poems. Mm. And, and they... They are, as I mentioned in the earlier poems, is it, I'm being taught, and I'm very open to that because it, it helps me in my understanding and in my life specifically, and it gives me joy. And we have that capability. And I have a poem that came to me oh, a week ago or so uh, that's called uh, uh, Negative Direction. And it points out the fact that if we choose a negative lifestyle, then life sucks. Like they say, life sucks and then you die. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and um, uh, you know, how many of us know people who, who, who say that and talk about that? And, what are, and you look at what are their lives like? Their lives are horrible. But then you see people who are very positive and up and happy and going and they say they're positive. And what are their lives like? They're just joyous as could be. And and so it's how you think is 
Well, I compare it. In, in, in the Bible, there's a scripture that says, as a man thinketh, so he becomes. And a lot of people say, well, that's for Christians. So that's not me. I'm not a Christian. But then I apply, um, oh, I can't think of his name. Anyway, he's Jewish. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's a well-known thinker and, and so on. And, and it'll come to me uh, sometime soon. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. one of his most famous quotes is, your thoughts are matter. Not your thoughts um, do matter, but your thoughts are matter. And so you actually create your reality by how you think. Yes. And then how you act. That's right. And if you act upon those good things, things happen and it's it's fun and joyous and 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 uh yeah, you do what you can. Yeah, and you do what we're you here can. on earth to, to to help others and, and so do that. And keep creating. Mm-hmm. So how yeah. do people find you? Well <laughs> they they um usually it's word of mouth. You know, people tell people and then they get in touch with me in one way or another. And that's one way. And then there's others where I find myself in the right place at the right time to help someone and do things for them. And and uh, that's another element of it. But it's mainly word of mouth. And I, I do have a, a website that people can look at um, that explains a little bit about it. But uh, What's, what's the it. website? The website is newlifebody.com. NewLifeBody.com, okay. Yep, com. yeah. So if you're really bored someday, you can look it up and see what it says. <laughs> I bet it's it, not boring at all. <laughs> and where well, are your, you have several books out. Where are they available? Well, <laughs> I just had a long discussion. I have published uh, four books, and, and, uh, the, uh, and I have a couple of them in process, but I have to redo it because... They're self-published. I'm an unknown author. Therefore, mm-hmm. I have to pay for everything and, and go yeah. with them. And, and yeah. it's the way they do things. And, uh, you know, they don't work well like the lawyer who says, hey, we're going to work together. We're going to do things together. And when you start having gaining a return to that, then we'll share. They don't. In publishing industry, in the self-publishing industry, is that you have really good work. We're going to help you put this together, but now you got to pay us first, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and therein comes the problem because we don't all have have uh, money. Once people are well known, yeah, then there's they'll publish them. It is but, it uh, is a challenging part of self publishing yeah. to find the yeah. way to balance what you have with what is needed to to yeah. actually facilitate the publishing and promotion of your product. Uh, I find it, you know, I, I was with Andrew Womack. I don't know if you know his work, but he's a, um, he runs a, a ministry institute in Colorado. Oh. And he is, and his, he had a, keeps making a comment the other day, which I really kind of appreciated because I was in the throes of trying to make exactly these kind of decisions about not wanting to not invest in my, myself, but feeling the strain of it. And so, yeah. and, and he said, well, you know, if it's God's will, it's his bill. That's right. Yeah. So, so don't over invest of, of what you have in your resources. Give time, right. 
give your energy, give stuff if you have stuff, you know, be volunteer, whatever you can do to move something forward or to contribute and invest in something. But you don't have to put the money out. Yeah. Until you have a clear indication. I don't know if that, I don't know how you apply that necessarily because in the moment you really want to get it done. But. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what the mind of man wants control. So, yes. you know, that's how, that's what we do and, and we try and figure out how to do it. And, and, uh, uh, so, yeah, we have to, we have to put up with that. And, uh, as I've said, if, if and when I ever come into money, I'm going to set up a publishing company where, I'll work together. I'll do the lawyer thing, and mm-hmm. we'll do this. And then when it gets picked up and going, and money starts to come in, then we'll share, because I have the money to support. It's not, you know, things where, because it's like, well, we trust you, so you trust us, right. and right, that's the hard part. <laughs> that is the hard part. I agree. It's it's a, you know, a lot of we talk a lot about things, but we're coming from the world of fact, what we see around mm-hmm. us on Earth. And sometimes those are pretty disturbing or or chaotic. Their conditions, their situations, their circumstances, and it really blocks us. So yeah, that absolutely. part of our discipline is to lift ourselves up to a higher place where we're right. coming from the level of truth, where yeah, fact, none of those circumstances exist. Yeah, exactly. In fact, I have a poem about that that came to me well, probably six months ago or or less, but and it's titled short-sighted because it points out the fact that we're so strict. We will only go as far as we can see. We'll only mm-hmm. manage our money as far as what we have in our pocket. We don't plan yeah. ahead. And that's where in my life, I plan for 10 years down the road. And uh, it because there are things that I can see that, yes, this is I'm going to happen. This is going to work. So I'm going to plan. And so when things happen 10 years down the road, I'm prepared, and that's what's good. But in the meantime, i got to deal with life. <laughs> that's right. That's absolutely right. It is one of the, I guess we call it the rigors of life. It's yeah. balancing that place that you're in so you're not shutting down your life force and your creativity, but while at yeah. the same time you are dealing with what the circumstances yeah. are around you. You see the vision. You see where it's going, and you keep your yeah. mind there. Yeah, yeah. So. And, the, and the things that I am learning more and more is that uh, the source to help me is here if I simply apply, use my understanding and listen, then I get yeah. the help that, that lifts me up. And, and that's, what's, that's what's good because life is, life is good. Life is wonderful. And things are, if you look at it now, there are times when life gets kind of a challenge, but that's what my poems help me through. And that's mm-hmm. what I like. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think the word you did not use just now was ask. When you have a challenge, to ask from your source, whether what word you use, God or universe or spirit, um, to ask, and the answer will come. Absolutely. You know, the reason I don't say ask is, is, you know, in the view, uh, because I was listening to a lesson that was given at church, and they this was about prayer, and I said, pray, 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 pray every day, pray in the morning, pray at night, pray, 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 pray. But not one time in that entire lesson did they say anything about listening. And ah, I have okay. found that if I simply live my life and I have a need or a thought or an idea or a concern, the answer comes to me and I listen. 
Now, I do pray for things to happen at times. You know, I need this, I need that. And they do. Um, but, you know, it, it's just that uh, Heavenly Father knows what we need. And, and uh, if we address ourselves in that respect and, and go for it, that which we need, he helps us with. If we pray for something we really don't need it, then yeah, we can wait. <laughs> we can but wait. Not, That's it. This know, is coming it, to it, us in, in the Lord's own time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's what I that's what I've learned. That's why I know from my life on what it's supposed to be and how I'm gonna be doing things and and um you know, I, I, I live and I try to enjoy. You know, when I take care of my family, I take care of um the uh things that are eminent and of need at this time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, you have been so charming, David. I've really enjoyed talking with you, and I want to thank you so much for being with us today. Let me just remind our listeners that we've been speaking with David Cressup, who is a myopractor and an author in Arizona. We've been talking specifically about his work in alternative medicine, as well as his books, especially Transcribed Rhymes, which is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and I wouldn't be a bit surprised if it isn't available anywhere online. Yeah, um, that, that I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I tell you, he's been following where he has been led, and he has a very strong feeling about how he listens, how we should all listen in order to be led. So if you're in that place where you want something more in life, I can help you uncover ways to discover your assignment. You can learn much, much, much more by emailing me at susan at susanshareko.com or going to a workshop through www.embracepositivechange.com. So thank you for listening, and thanks to all who support this program. We really appreciate you. As we bring this in for a landing, thanks again for dropping by. Bye for now, and have a great day.